I'm Nicolas Bornois of CapitalEng, and I would like to welcome you to this panel discussion. The topic of the discussion is the new generation ship manager. Shipping is going through a period of amazing transformation, lots of new challenges on the table that the industry has to address and adapt to. And this panel of uh, Singapore-based industry leaders is going to examine exactly all the challenges that uh, ship owners and ship managers have to address. Uh, I will turn over the floor to Demetrius Chrysostomo. Uh, Dimitris is the Managing Director, uh, Asia Re Region, and Group Director for Business Development for Columbia Ship Management. And then he's going to introduce uh, our esteemed panelists. I would like to thank Caroline, uh, Philip, uh, Christophe, and Arjun for being with us. Uh, and I have to say, we can't wait to come and see you in person in Singapore. Dimitri, the floor is yours. And again, thank you to all of you. Thank you, Nicholas, for the introduction. And also thank you to Nicholas and to Captain Link uh, for making this uh, possible. At the same time, I also want to thank our panelists. Uh, it's quite an amazing panel we have today for making the time uh, to join us and to share their views on the topic, like Nicholas said, the new generation ship manager. Now, before I go into the a small description about the panel and set the scene for the panel. Uh, I would kindly ask that our panelists uh, introduce themselves briefly and also the companies they represent. Uh, and maybe we can start from, I can see from uh, left to right on my screen. So I'll start with Caroline first. Hi, hi, good. Good afternoon or good evening to everyone. Um, I'm Caroline Young. I am the president of Singapore Shipping Association, an association representing about 470 members of the maritime industry in um, the companies that are based in Singapore. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks. Thank, thank you, Caroline. Arjun? Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, thanks, uh, Dimitri. Thanks, Nicholas, uh, for having me here. I'm Arjun Batra, the chairman of Drury Shipping Consultant Group. Uh, my background, well, I've been 46 years, I just calculated, in the shipping industry. I started my life at sea, uh, went on to do an MBA in finance, and since then, I've broadly ducked and dived across the industry. Uh, finance, consulting, broking, uh, advice, everything. Uh, so in, including sort of Drury, I'm also uh, the managing director of North-South Maritime, which is a ship broker and a sort of corporate manager. So we are managing for various private equity, uh, their fleets of investments in ships. So yes, we have quite engaged in the shipping industry across the board. Um, yeah, thanks, Dimitri. Thank you, Arjun. Uh, Christoph. Uh, hi everyone, so I'm Christophe Grammar, I'm the Managing Director of Australia Asia Line. Uh, we are essentially a leading multi-purpose heavy lift carrier, both owner and operator. And uh, looking forward to the discussion today. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Christophe. And last but not least, uh, Philip. Yeah, thank you. So my name is uh, Philip Clausius. I'm the Managing Partner of uh, Singapore-based Transport Capital. Um, we are an investment management and financial advisory firm uh, focused on both uh, shipping and aviation. And I guess, I guess I ended up on this panel because we have been uh, uh, quite a heavy user of third-party ship management services um, over the last few years. And uh, hence, um, uh, I 
I think, uh, I hope that I can contribute something to this panel. Thank you very much, Philip. Uh, so thank you for the introductions. Now, why did we choose the, the topic of a new generation ship manager? So basically, um, the industry in the last couple of years uh, has been faced with quite a large number of challenges and complexities. I mean, some of these, just to name a few, but not limited to these, is increasing rules and regulations, ESG requirements, pressure to invest in new technology and digitalization, uh, requirements for cleaner shipping, efficiencies, optimization, and then also seafarer and operational challenges, which are affected by geopolitical crises like we have now uh, between the Ukraine and Russia, and of course, the COVID pandemic, which is really very much still with us. So with these challenges, there is a perception uh, and maybe even uh, an expectation that uh, traditional ship managers uh, need to transform and provide uh, greater value added propositions beyond the traditional technical and crew management services. Now, some of the larger ship managers, including Columbia, have taken a first step into this transformation. Um, and now just a few examples of what Columbia has done. So this just gives a little bit on, on what uh, we can expect. Uh, and then also it sets the scene a little bit for our panelists. So uh, Columbia has established a 24 seven uh, manned uh, performance optimization control rooms. There's heavy investment in digitalization and technology. There's cooperation with ship owners on alternative fuels. There's e-learning platforms for crew and staff alike. There's 3D hologram technology for crew seminars, crew training, meetings. There's then mental health and medical services, 24 hours uh, hotlines, and then quite a number of crew and staff um, health and well-being in, uh, initiatives. All these, of course, uh, are value-added services which contribute to performance and, of course, uh, efficiencies and optimization, which then affect uh, ship owners and stakeholders in the industry. Now, as we've seen from our panel, uh, they are representing uh, various sectors of the maritime industry. So it's going to be quite interesting to see their views on whether there is a need uh, or not for a new generation ship manager. And I'll start off with the first question, which is actually in three parts. Uh, first, I'll ask the panelists to explain if their companies have any direct or indirect reliance with ship managers. Uh, also to state whether they see a need or not for a new generation ship manager. And then based on their views to explain um, why they feel there is a need or not uh, for uh, a new uh, generation of ship manager, who will provide these greater compelling and uh, more value added uh, propositions to the industry. So maybe we can start now from the other way around. Uh, we can start with Philip uh, and see what do you think about um, this concept? Yeah, uh, thanks, Dimitris. Look, um, over the last uh, few years, ever since we started uh, Transport Capital, um, we have used external ship managers for a fleet of 30 vessels, uh, which has been split across um, tankers, dry bulk ships, and container vessels. From that already, you can see that we are not specialists in one sector. Um, we, we go wherever our clients want us to go with our services. Um, you don't have to convince me that ship managers uh, have an um, important role to play. Um, we think 
ship operations have dramatically increased in complexity over the last few years, uh, both from a regulatory perspective um, and um, also, you know, commercial pressure in terms of optimization. Um, and as such, I think it's simply uh, not possible anymore for smaller or medium-sized owners, or shall we also say owners that don't have a stable fleet size, uh, because some owners, uh, you know, will have a large fleet at one point in the cycle and not so much um, at the other point of the cycle. And it is very, very difficult to then follow all these trends, be in compliance with all these regulations, um, if you, to some extent, uh, want to be an opportunistic player in an industry that ultimately is still very cyclical. So uh, I'm a great believer in, in ship management. Uh, for the 30 ships that I have had uh, alluded to earlier, we have used three different ship managers. So we have spread the fleet um, a little bit. So um, uh, that allows us to compare and to benchmark and we take that very serious, but um, you know, we take a partnership approach. Um, these are important relationships. And frankly, the least uh, important aspect of this whole process is the initial OPEX budget, because uh, you can write whatever you want. Um, the relationship is put to a test when you have a problem. And uh, in shipping, you're sure to have problems. That's at least our experience. and, and and that's where, and that's why also once you have made to made a decision to work with whoever the ship manager is, you have to give it a bit of time for the relationship to develop. This is not something that can be done overnight and, you know, switched on and switched off. So, you know, in summary, um, I'm a great believer in, in third-party ship management. It's not clearly for everybody, um, but I think it's increasingly uh, for a growing constituency in the market. And we can see even, you know, top global ship owners using third-party ship managers, and be it only for benchmarking uh, their own operations. So I think uh, that, that we are beyond the point where we should debate whether ship managers have a role to play in this industry or not. I think we are far beyond that. Um, maybe I pause here and then let the other panelists answer. Thank you. Thank you very much, Philip. Uh, then we'll maybe go to Christoph and uh, Christoph, we know very well. And I think Christoph, you have an indirect relationship with ship managers. So it will be interesting to see uh, your views, whether you know, we do need a new generation of ship manager uh, that's going to evolve from, you know, the, the basic services offered now. Thanks, Dimitris. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, as I mentioned, you know, at Vivel, we are in an interesting position because we are both an uh, owner, essentially, and an operator slash charterer. So uh, we, we really work on both sides with the ship manager. Uh, I would completely agree, agree on the view that uh, going forward, the challenges that uh, we are facing you know, as an industry and the changes which are coming 
of a magnitude that uh, we, we really require a specialized company to handle this aspect for us. So at AL, I mean, we, we are managing, sorry, we're operating 24 vessels. We own 18, um, all of them are under ship management. Um, and, and, you know, going forward, we can see, you know, of course, one of the company we work with is uh, Columbia Ship Management, uh, who has been, uh, as you mentioned, Dimitris has already started the transformation. Um, for me, the, the, the key words really for the future of uh, ship management is digitalization that has come up a lot and optimization. Uh, you know, the challenges we are facing around, uh, you know, decarbonization and all type of compliance, environmental compliance. Um, some of them will be achieved technically where we need to work hand in hand, but some of them will also need to be achieved in day-to-day -day performance management. Um, I would say for us, uh, that's probably one of the biggest aspects going forward. Uh, during that transformation period, we need uh, to make every drop of fuel count, for instance, you know, and, and this can only be achieved um, with new systems. You know, we need to work hand in hand with the ship manager to optimize the voyage from start to finish. We need real time data to be exchanged on vessel consumption, uh, carbon output, and all these things are coming through, right? Um, so, so for us, that's, that's one of the big aspects, you know, these, these really tight cooperation. And essentially, we rely on the ship management to come up, or sorry, to, you know, provide new systems that really help us cross this line. You know, it's, uh, of course, the vessel design as an important part. But for some older vessels, uh, it's really going to be an everyday job. So, so we see, you know, digitalization as one of the key aspects. Um, of course, we are looking at other aspects as well, you know, like safety is a huge aspect for us. Compliance, uh, again, uh, I think as Philip mentioned, you know, regulations, compliance, certification is getting more and more complicated. You know, we need to work with partners that have the know-how that can react to situation, whatever is the geographical area, we operate worldwide. We need a partner, you know, as a ship manager that has the scale to make things happen. You know, we've all been through a very difficult period um, with COVID uh, and now, you know, the new situation in Europe, essentially, which is complicating heavily situation. And uh, we are seeing that, Traditionally, you know, if uh, anyone is relying on a regional supplier of service, uh, these things can go horribly wrong very quickly, right? As catastrophic events like what we've seen over the last two, three years have been happening. Um, and for us, that's another part, you know, working with a reliable, large-scale ship management company has really helped us over the past couple of years negotiate this difficult situation. And going forward, we see that being more and more important as well. So, so for us, 100%, we, we expect ship management company need to really bring new value added services, especially around this aspect of digitalization, optimization, compliance, communication, safety. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Christoph. Um, now we can maybe go to our June and maybe we we'll see what our June's thoughts are on this. 
Yeah, Dimitri, to sort of answer your first question, you know, I came ashore in the late 80s. I started with one of the largest Greek ship owners uh, working with them. They clearly had all their ship management in-house, a lot of, you know, large fleet, huge expertise, but a different era altogether. We then started up Stelma from scratch as, uh, you know, uh, and built it up to a 40 plus uh, fleet. And at that time I was the CFO and we did a lot of calculations and thought process. Again, this is early nineties of what was the sort of break even to bring ship management in-house versus uh, outsource it. And at that time we had calculated, you know, 10, 12 ships was, if we plan to have a fleet below that third party was the way to go. Anything above that really bring it in-house. Now we're talking early nineties. Clearly, you know, all the discussion we've had now, what is required of the ship managers, what is required of a ship owner, I think that break even or the crossover point is probably now reached something above 30, where, you know, if you are less than 30, you really don't have the scale, the skills, the knowledge to really manage economically and uh, efficiently your fleet. So I think that's the sort of very broad perspective. And, you know, in the last many years, we have been using third-party managers, including yourselves. And as it happens, most of our ship managers are clearly the forward thinkers and moved ahead. But I think we have to put the ship management industry into perspective. You know, I mean, yes, if we use benchmark against the Columbias, you get a different perspective. But actually, ship management is incredibly fragmented. You know, you have the mom and pop at one end you know, who've got one shipmaster, one chief engineer, and trying to run the ship from ashore. And then at the extreme, you've got the half a dozen ship managers. You know, so I think what we are saying about just using the word ship manager probably doesn't describe the situation. But I think the reality is that the sort of small end of the scale, clearly lots of the smaller ship managers need to up their game in order to compete and yes, you know, the large ship managers have to keep moving forward. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so yeah, so I, I fully endorse that. Uh, and I'll give my reasons more than I think most people have said that we need a new generation of ship managers to look and manage the fleet as shipping evolves or ship management evolves for all the reasons you've said, you know, technology, regulations, crewing, et cetera. So, uh, but I think, you know, an incredible statistic I see is that the ship, third party ship management only accounts for managing about 15 to 17% of the global fleet. Now that is quite an incredible number when you look at the quantum of outsourcing in every other industry. And given the complexity and the costs of doing business in the ship, shipping industry, why the third party ship managers do not have 80% of the fleet. It just boggles. And you know, to be perfectly honest, I, the only thing I can think of is the business model of ship managers is not conducive. You know, I think when ship management evolved without taking names of a couple of Hong Kong based ship managers, you know, at that time, the relationship was very transactional, you know, ship manager was looking for out for himself, where he could scrape address commissions are very common. And, you know, the smaller the ship manager, the worse, and uh, the worse, the sort of harder end of the stick you got. And I think the reality is, 
this has to change because you know I think the reality, you know, given all this, what's going to be happening in the shipping industry, we really have to be able to say that the ship management is going to be taking care of 70, 80% of the global fleet. You know, there's really no logical reason why that ha doesn't happen. And, you know, I'll skip a lot of the details of, because most of my colleagues have discussed it, but I, I think what we really need to do is align the interests of ship managers and ship owners. I think this confrontational transactional relationship, which exists, I think is the wrong way. I mean, yes, it was okay 30 years ago, Today, I don't think that's what's needed. I know a lot of the large ship managers have gone into partnership mode, but I think the reality to capture the lion's share of the shipping industry, you have to address the small, medium-sized ship owners and treat them, align the interest of the ship manager and the ship owner and build a partnership model which works even for a five-ship owner in effect, you know. And, Technology allows that today, you know, in the sense you can have seamless, transparent transactions, all of that. Now, clearly, you know, I'm, as ship manager, you will tell me, Arjun, if I don't uh, make money somewhere, your fees is not enough to, you know, buy me dinner. And I think the reality is, yes, all of that, you know, in that relationship, all of that has to be looked at. You know, a ship manager is a commercial entity. It has to make money for a good job. But I think it must be related to the performance, quality, safety, all these KPIs. And, you know, if you do a good job, you should get paid better. If you get, do a bad job, you should get a kick in the backside sort of thing, you know. So I think that I think that would be because I think what is lacking is trust and perception. I think that needs to be changed. So I think the first thing of, for me is the new generation ship manager, new generation ship owner has to evolve in their thinking, move, align, partnership, open book, and technology allows instant thing. You know, that's where I would start. Uh, and then, you know, I can pick up other topics. You know, I mean, you need scale. You know, I mean, the small ship manager really doesn't have the procurement network effect which is required or the ability to build centers of excellence which is needed today. You know, it could be you know, remote maintenance, et cetera. There are hundreds of reasons we all know. So I think small, even in ship management won't work. I think ship managers of, the, of new need to have huge scale. They need to have that partnership model. They need to have crews which they completely control, almost like employees, train them from, you know, cadet up to whatever. All of these things are necessary. So I think more than the, sort of technical nature which is very obvious everybody will evolve i think is just how owners and ship managers think of each other you know that partnership that trust the perception uh I'll thank you that. yeah thank you arjun i mean uh, i i fully agree with what you're saying and i think this is also the view that many of the big reputable ship management companies are actually taking and that's also part of the transformation to become more compelling in the industry so uh, nice to hear that. And then also nice to see that up to now, everybody believes we need ship managers, which is good for us. So one more to go and let's see if we can have a full house of agreements. So Caroline, uh, looking forward to your views. Okay, um, I'm going to speak then in my capacity as the CEO of uh, Honglam Marine uh, Private Limited. Um, 
we are a ship owner, ship operator, as well as a ship manager. So we, all, we manage, we own and manage our own uh, tankers. Uh, I have a fleet of about um, 36, um, mostly within the port as well as uh, regional tankers. So, um, uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm just going to answer your questions on the new generation ship manager. And, and I, I, I hear your laundry list of initiatives and, and that, is the, that is that transformation journey for any ship manager that if you want to be relevant, um, say in the very near future. So um, I feel that um, the, as you said, the confluence of factors, uh, especially in the last two years have made it a perfect storm. So, um, and what do you do when you're coming out of a perfect storm? You have to transform. And I think that's what a new generation uh, ship manager is. So uh, just now, Christoph talked about the uh, digitalization, the internet of things, the automation. I think that is, uh, goes without saying, it is um, uh, an area that all the ship managers have to do because uh, with the, how do you lessen the administrative burden of the seafarers? How do you reduce the manual nature of the work? How do you optimize the routes, the efficient vessel performance? All these are a given right now that you have to use whatever you have to see what you can differentiate yourselves um, from the, um, the other ship managers. So because I'm from a ship owner perspective, um, this is quite a revelation to me about ship, the party ship managers. Uh, not sure I quite agree with, with all uh, that has been said, um, but I think the next area of transformation is really the net zero journey. And I think the ship managers all have to be very clear with that. How do you advise your ship owners in the design of the ships? How do you work with the engine makers? How do you train your crew to handle the different types of ships as well as the different types of fuels? Because um, sometimes the, the, the crew is not trained before the ships arrive. So I think that's something that um, the, the, it goes without saying. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Okay, Caroline. So if I take it, if I take it you're on the fence about the new generation ship manager. So not, maybe not 100% convinced, but then again, coming from a ship owning company with your own ship management, correct? Yeah, I, I, I do believe that um, we have to transform, whether you're a ship owner, you're a ship manager, you're a ship operator, you are a charterer. Um, this is the time where the maritime industry has to take responsibility, especially with the net zero journey. And with the net zero journey, um, there are many complexities and like what um, Philip said about us being a very highly regulated industry, there's going to be more regulations from the IMO. So we need to be kept on top of that. Um, the one that I don't quite agree is that why should there be 80% of the ships being managed by third-party ship managers? Um, I have used third-party ship managers from time to time. I have, I have. Uh, the, the main difference I feel, the main difference I feel from a ship owner's perspective is uh, because I, I manage my own ships as well, um, is the sense of ownership. Because if it is your own vessels, um, 
you have a higher expectations on the ship manager, on, the, on, on your superintendents, as well as everyone who's working for the ships. So with, with, when you have a ship manager, and I've, I have also managed ships for, for uh, ship owners. Um, so I try to treat all these ships as my own. I just wonder, really, can the ship manager do that? Okay, thank you, Caroline. And I think that leads quite nicely into the next question. And, and maybe I'll stay with Caroline because I think it leads quite nicely into the next question is that um, if, if, if we are to have new generation ship managers, uh, and, and like you said, there, there has to be a different thinking uh, in this transformation process, what would you, what would you suggest uh, are the services or the new kind of value added service they should bring to the ship owner? So you know, for you to be convinced, I would say, uh, to use a third-party ship manager who has transformed or, or is transforming, what would you be looking for that they don't provide in today's world uh, that that would convince you? You know, the laundry list of uh, initiatives that you, 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 you spoke about um, yes. earlier in the beginning where you said Columbia Ship Management is doing, um, if in that journey, if you can reach 70 to 80% of what you're doing and achieve that, I think you have differentiated yourselves um, from other ship managers. Um, because I think seafarers, uh, seafarers uh, care and well-being of the seafarers are going to be very key in the future. Uh, that's, that's my personal view. I think any ship managers have to be very mindful of that. The other is route optimization and just in time, um, bunkering services and um, the efficient working of the vessel because we do need to squeeze every drop out of the ship. Then that actually contradicts with the seafarers because then there's a faster turnaround. So you need to balance that. I think um, if you can, balance that, I think that's what differentiates from other ship managers. The one item I feel as a ship owner, and which I don't have uh, when I use a third-party ship manager, is that I don't have a clear transparency of costs. And because I manage my ships myself, I am very clear what are the costs. And when I talk to the ship manager and I ask them to break down the cost for me, they are not quite willing to do so, or they break it down into um, different items that um, I know for a fact that that's not quite correct. So I think in the future with digitalization, with more transparency, with um, I think hopefully we see that transparency of costs. And once we see that transparency of costs, I feel that um, perhaps uh, more ship owners will see that, that value. And on top of that, because you have the skills and you have the resources, you will be able to attract uh, more ship owners. Thank you, Caroline. I, I fully agree with you on the transparency issue and that, that I think is a major factor. So uh, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, Philip, uh, back to you. So what, what would you see as new services which ship managers in their transformation process should be looking at? Well, look, uh, again, I think 
for us, we, we summarize basically everything under the two mega trends, right? One being decarbonization and the other one digitalization. These are the two mega trends that is facing our industry. And what you guys have, you have a scale advantage. But that scale advantage is of greatest use to the smaller ship owners, not the large ship owner clients that you have, because they might have their own large R&D departments and their own teams looking into alternative fuels and all of that. Surely they want to compare notes with you, but the family shipping companies with five, 10, 15 ships, they really need your insights that you can provide because you have scale. And if, if you do that well, you basically allow these smaller ship owning companies to remain relevant for quite a while. Because uh, as we know, there is not a huge, a huge difference in operating costs between the small ship owner and the large ship owner. But there is an, a, a dramatically increasing gap in knowledge as a result of the, uh, you know, um, um, sort of um, of the rapidly increasing demands on the industry that uh, that that we are feeling now. So I think um, you know around anything you can do around decarbonization and digitalization with a particular view of helping small to medium-sized ship owners that do not have the scale to invest into these areas or invest into knowledge in these areas, I think that's where you make a real difference and that's where I would focus. Other than that, I concur with what Arjun said earlier. I think you fundamentally have to rethink pricing strategy of your services. Um, you know, we have worked with you. I have never argued about ship management fees with you because I know that you cannot live really from $350 a day on a drive out carrier. The economics just don't stack up. I, I, I just know it. I've been on the other side. So speaking for ourselves, we would be, we would be prepared to pay double that fee if you meet some very ambitious KPIs. And I'm not only talking about keeping OPEX in check, you know, I'm talking about vessel downtime. I'm, you know, I'm talking about, you know, uh, crew matters. So I, I think you have a lot to gain. You know, Arjun said earlier that there's a trust issue and I agree. I mean, you know, sometimes I, I'd like to sort of uh, describe it as, you know, heads, the ship, the ship manager wins and tail, the, the ship owner loses, right? So, I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit like this. And I think there needs to be a much larger performance component, objective performance component in your compensation. And if you are then good at what you do, you make more money off your fees. 
So, I mean, apart from, from all of these new services that you are throwing out, which are all relevant, I would take a fundamental rethink of pricing strategy. Thank you, Philip. I think I'll take you with me on my next uh, sales trip and uh, see if we can achieve higher management fees. So, but that's, uh, I fully agree with what you're saying. I mean, and I, and I do think, and I do think that day will come. Uh, and I think this is coming also with the transformation. So let's see how that will develop. Uh, Christoph, uh, anything to add? Um, I know that quite a lot has been said. So it's getting a little bit more difficult, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, look, it's interesting uh, hearing Philip as well, you know, like I like the discussion on scale and things like that, you know, because uh, as it came up before, you know, with 24 vessels in operation, AL, I think we are the third largest multipurpose project carrier, and yet in the scale we are talking about here, we are a small fish, right? <laughs> so it is very interesting, you know, we operate in our own sector, uh, all I can say, I think, to, to what we have before, and maybe, you know, because we already have a ship owner and we've got, you know, in the, the ship owner view, I'll take maybe more the charter operator view of the cooperation of the ship manager. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, talking about the value added that ship managers can bring. I mean, in today's market, uh, we are seeing this whole earnings, at least in the multipurpose sector, in the container sector which we've never seen before. Right? We are also seeing bunker prices in the last few months, which we have never seen before. Right? So uh, in the context of what we are discussing on, you know, what is the cost, uh, you know, of ship management and all that, for me, I would turn it around. I would say, what is the value? You know, like the value for us of, you know, having these real-time information and, uh, you know, these systems that essentially a larger, larger scale, you know, um, service provider can give us, you know, like you wouldn't get that out of, as we talk, the mom and dad ship managers and all that. It's, we are talking savings, which are in a complete different ballpark than uh, the cost of the service, right? Uh, I mean, as of today, we, we take the experience of the, you know, control room that uh, Columbia has put in place. You know, we, we get real-time warning when a ship's consumption is deviating from the plan. We get real-time warning when a master is not following the course that has been planned. We get, you know, this in terms of, you know, 21st century reaction time and operating costs, you know, like uh, this, is, this is a game changer. And, and again, this is the beginning, you know, we expect, we expect actually as the future goes, these things, transparency to increase. I think Caroline mentioned it, transparency on cost of OPEX and all that, but also transparency of everyday use of the vessel. Uh, we see it from our side as well, our customers being oil and gas major engineering companies and their requirements are getting more and more and more. What we have to demonstrate to even get access to cargo uh, is incredible. You know, every year it's getting more complex. I mean, we have to be able to work in the background with someone that can deliver this level of service on the ship, on compliance, on demonstrating that, uh, you know, everything is uh, top scale. So again, I mean, as AL, with 24 ships in operation, we are not a huge player, but the field we play in is quite a, a niche market. And as such, I can honestly say we wouldn't be managing uh, to operate worldwide as efficiently as we do without, uh, you know, uh, ship managers in the background that deliver the new services that we expect from them.
Thank you, Christoph. Uh, Arjun, uh, maybe you can close that question with your thoughts and also maybe comments on what you've heard. Yeah, I think the trend is quite simple. I think it is the human, how the human or the manager owner relationship and the savings and efficiency gains a manager can bring to the table if we all are working together. I think that that's the bottom line. You know, I have no doubt ships are going to get much, much more complex. They're going to be harder to manage. They're not harder to manage, but more knowledge needed to manage them. Remote sensing, remote optimization. And, you know, maybe it's going to be AI doing it. And, you know, when things go wrong, you know, you need somebody to be there. So, I, you know, I, all of these incremental improvement or knowledge increase, skill increases, what one would expect from the master. I mean, you know, I'm a shipmaster. You know, I know I came ashore and most ship managers use shipmaster ship engine. They need to evolve and train for themselves you know, because the market's changing so much. You know, I think the difficulty you put a master in, on your, in your office and he becomes, a, you know, a surrogate master. That's not what you want. You want a solution provider rather than, you know, I mean, when I pick a phone up to the manager, I like to hear a solution rather than a problem, you know. And at the moment you hear problems and then, you know, you start putting a calculator on the table and the problem, you know. So I think it's just an evolution of that. I, you know, the, the industry is going to keep changing. You know, it's changed in the last 30 years. The speed of change has increased. So I, I think the issue is just, I, I say, alignment of interests. I think, you know, uh, um, <clears throat> Philip also alluded to that. I think all of us are saying, you know, let's align ourselves and the savings which can come are huge, you know, then cost doesn't become, you know, we're not nickel and diming anymore. I mean, you know, um, Christoph, if one of his ships are off hire for three days, I can imagine what he'll be telling you on the phone. So, yeah, uh, but I, I agree with everybody. And, you know, I think, and the big guys are changing, you know that Dimitri. So yeah. it, it is the tail end of the market who has to figure out how they're going to evolve. Uh, and, you know, they will always be smaller ship managers, et cetera, but, you know, they need to also evolve to serve the industry. Yeah, but I generally agree with the discussion. Thank you very, thank you very much, Arjun. I mean, we only have four minutes left. So what I will suggest is uh, each of you just in a minute, maybe give your summary of, you know, what advice would you give to these ship managers who are actually looking to evolve? So I know... You've already alluded to some of these things, but maybe just a quick summary from each one of you, uh, and we can start. Uh, we can start from Arjun since he was already talking and he's warmed up. You may continue. Give us a summary. I think it's Dimitri. It's all about trust and relationships. Yeah, I think, and it has to come from the top. I think the difficulty in the past was when it was an opaque industry a superintendent in a shipyard could be doing something which nobody else knew. And it, but now technology makes it seamless. It makes it transparent. And I think, you know, the ability to the owner or the owner's reps and the ship manager sit together, have a couple of beers and, you know, look into each other's eyes, but it has to come from the top. The direction has to come from the top. You know, I mean, I've done MNAs for ship managers and, you know, suddenly I'm seeing accounts with lots of, uh, flows in there. And the, but this is the senior management know it. So, you know, if the senior management of a ship manager knows what's happening, 
it's trickling down and that will go down to the lowest. So it has to start at the top and it'll flow down to the bottom. So that trust and openness, so I, I still say that align interest. Thank okay, thank you, Arjun. Uh, Caroline? I think if you come to the bottom of it all, I, I think Philip has said, and, and as well as Arjun, is the alignment of interest between ship owners and um, ship managers. And um, also, of course, then for the ship owner is um, the really the maximum um, turnaround and the maximum output that you can put the vessel to to earnings. So then I, that's how I feel. I feel that at the end of the day, the ship owner must believe that you will treat my ship as though it is your own. Yeah. Thank you, Caroline. Uh, Christoph? Thanks, Dimitris. Uh, yeah, I think I would only repeat myself, but uh, yeah, well, I think we are talking all about the same thing, you know, transparency, cooperation, really optimization of everyday performance you know and now we are talking you know vessel efficiency we are talking vessel utilization uh preventive maintenance crew training as we discussed you know new vessel types coming on the market the ability for the crews to be prepared uh, i think it's uh, it's quite a large scale of uh you know progress and changes that need to be happened thank you christoph and then finally philip if you can give us your closing remarks. Yeah, well, I mean, just repeating what I said earlier, you know, use the economies of scale that you have to help the small to medium-sized ship owners through these dramatic new uh, developments. I think that's where you will make the biggest difference. And then alignment of interest, maybe a final thought when we have seen the first one or two large ship, ship managers go public as independent companies on a stock exchange, uh, then we will know they have passed public due diligence. And that will be probably um, a, a, a trigger point for, 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 for a change in the industry. Thank you very much for a very, very interesting point at the end. Thank you very much. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, all the panelists. Uh, I think Arjun, you've got your hand up. Yeah, there's one comment I'm sorry, Dimitri. Yes, of I, course, I, no problem. You know, I think I'd like to, you know, the crews run our ships. And I think a really important part of a shipman's job is to keep the crew well. You know, you treat them bad and they're gonna treat our ships bad. So I think, you know, this is a critical, thing. I've been a seafarer, you know, and I can tell you lots of stories of what ship managers do. You know, the world is changing. Yeah, I, just a point. Thank you very much, Arjun. I mean, thank you to all our panelists. It's very interesting. A lot of food for thought. Uh, a very interesting discussion. Thank you very much. I'll hand over to Nicholas to close off the panel. Well, my, my role is very easy. I have been listening very attentively. It's a great discussion. So my role is uh, very easy to say a tremendous thanks to all of you for really being present and sharing unique insight uh, on this topic. Thank you very, very much, Dimitri. Thank you for doing the heavy lifting. And of course, uh, Carolyn, Philip, Christoph, and Arjun, really tremendous thanks for uh, being with us. Thank you very much.